Welcome to Tenet Men. Welcome to Tenet Men. I'm your host, Steve, and I am joined by Kevin, and together we are doing a complete and methodical review of the Christopher Nolan 2020 epic high-concept time travel film, Tenet. We are doing a minute-by-minute analysis of the film by conducting our own temporal pincer movement. I am on the red team moving forward through the film, and Kevin is on the blue team traveling backwards. How's it going? Uh, I'm a normie, and you're... (laughs) You're an, you're an inverted person. How's it going? Okay, I, I I've been elected on behalf of the blue team to speak up about some issues we've been having on the blue team concerning the red team's uh, behavioral habits. Yeah, we, we, oh, we, no. <laughs> <laughs> I get this at work. Do I have to get it here too? <laughs> well, you know, we are all on the same team. We are just different <laughs> colors of the same team, if you would, uh, and uh, the. Well, we've been having some issues that we've noticed the only food that's being inverted for us to eat is food that's about to um, expire, which puts a big ticking clock on the food that we get. And we just really like some fresh fruit. And sometimes we get things that are expired and then we have to wait for them to ripen. And it's really uh, just it's confusing us. Uh, a lot. But in my opinion, <laughs> it, it feels like we're saving waste because otherwise that food is just going to, you know, that normie food is just going to expire and have to be disposed. Whereas when we invert it and send it back to the blue team, uh, it gives it a chance to, you know, new life and, and not waste. We, we need some fresh food. fruit is what we're saying here. We're, whatever the opposite of stopped up is. Uh, <laughs> Right. I mean, that's why that's why the assumption was to give you like, like <laughs> newly rotten food. I, I didn't think this fresh. bit out completely. I, was, <laughs> I got confused. Am I supposed to say it's expiring or not expiring? <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like I've successfully lawyered this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I guess enough so that I got confused. Uh. Um, yeah. Let's jump into it. I'm. Uh, we are. We are cruising along. This is episode twenty-one. Uh, my minute marker is twenty twenty-one to twenty-one twenty-one. Um, and last week we, I left off where uh, Neil and the protagonist had had just met in the the previous minute, uh, and then in in the last minute they were preparing to reverse bungee jump into a building, and now in this minute. We are inside that building. So think. I want you, everyone to stop and think about that. Within <laughs> the span of 120 seconds, we met Neil. We uh, came up with an idea for a mission, and now we are executing that mission. Oof. It's a lot. It's a lot to unfold in a matter of two the minutes. The movie moves. I mean, like this is the, this is the most moving, moving picture uh, <laughs> you can get. There's a lot. There's a lot that needs to happen in a relatively short period of time. Uh, so, yeah. Shall shall we jump into it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am ready. All right. So, twenty twenty one, we are the we are laying on our backs. Protagonist and Neil laying on their backs. There's a winch uh, winding up the bungee the bungee cord, uh, and they're about to launch. Right. Cool thing here actually is uh, the music leading up to uh, the winch stopping. Mm -hmm. Right. And right before they they launch is actually pretty good. Oh, it's great. 
there's this tone that's like accelerating as the winch, you know, uh, like completes and stuff. And then there's just like dead silence, right? Yeah, when, uh, when, right before they, right before they launch. And you just hear like the rope making yes. like a, a whining noise. It's really great. Yeah. It's very, it's, it's, this is, it's just really, I mean, then, you know, Christopher <laughs> Nolan, Christopher Nolan can, can do an action sequence, right? Uh, this is the scene is just no exception. It's really well. Did done. they do really this well stunt themselves? There's definitely stuntmen in there, but it seems like they did a portion of it at least. Well, so they, I, so they, okay, hold on one second. <laughs> okay. They, at 2026, uh, five seconds later, they launch towards the building, right? Uh, they hit the wall and then they kind of run up as the, the bungee cord is contracting. As they get closer to the top, it's less, the less you see that yeah. so yes the less you see as they get closer to the top <laughs> is true and then i made a note on my notes here is this possible like is this is this a thing i i feel like, like well, you'd have the most momentum at the very beginning and then like i said at the top you'd 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 be climbing <laughs> you'd have you'd be at some point you'd be reverted to your own manpower right right yeah, yeah I, I don't yeah this is uh this is weird this is but it's cool it's very mm -hmm. cool we're going to suspend some belief here because that's how movies work, people. Yeah. Um, so they launch at 1026, uh, 1026 or 2026. Sorry. Nine seconds later, 2035. The protagonist has like this, like one swoop move where he like kind of climbs over the deck, over the railing of the deck and, and gets on there. Yeah. Um, he And there's a guard right there. The guy is playing on his phone. Oh, and the, I wanted to note this okay, because okay. Th this is not the only guard or person that's taken by surprise in this film that is on his phone. Oh, really? And famously, Christopher Nolan does not have a smartphone. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. All right. Or there's some Good sort of him. rule, like no phones on set or something like that. Um, so I, I, I feel like this is a commentary because it happens at least twice. And I'm going to be on the lookout for another time if there's any henchmen or guards that are distracted by their uh, smartphones. <laughs> I mean, that's a good warning for all of us. If you're ever around Christopher Nolan, don't take out your smartphone because he might put you in a chokehold, oh, yeah. uh, which is exactly what the protagonist does here. <laughs> and uh, that guard, that guard kind of gives up kind of easily. <laughs> I mean, talk about incompetency. Uh, this guy is not doing his job, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. He gets, so he gets put into a chokehold. I don't know if, if the protagonist kills him. It's not really, you're not really sure, uh, but he, you know. He disables him. Mm -hmm. He gets him out of the way. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, and then at 2042, uh, Neil reaches the top and he just very casually like climbs over the fence, <laughs> uh, the railing onto the deck, um, which is just the most Neil thing to happen, right? It's just like his Batman. He doesn't oh, run Jesus. to his, his victims. <laughs> he, he, he walks very slowly because he doesn't need to run. He's going to get you. Sorry, I'm still on a Batman kick. Um, yeah, we got to talk about it so I can maybe knock it down a few pegs. But jeez, <laughs> no whoa! <laughs> Don't get so defensive. I'm gonna get defensive. <laughs> good movie. It's a really good it's, movie. It's an enjoyable motion picture. It's very long. Um, <laughs> give you very extreme. long. <laughs> all, right. all right. All right. All right. All right. We've deviated. Uh, <laughs> but I, I so find yeah, it interesting know. that he also just shoots a guy. That, that's what I was gonna yeah. get to, right? So Neil casually climbs over uh, the deck, uh, and then we cut to 
the protagonist looking through the window at Priya and Sanjay uh, <laughs> having their, their most cliche marital fight ever. <laughs> um, and then at 2054, we go back to Neil and he shoots a dude. Um, mm-hmm. He's got the silencer on um, and, you know, it makes that, that cliche silencer sound. Do, I mean, do silence no. guns, silence guns really no, make that quiet in, a sound? Only in movies. Um, only in movies. That's what I thought. I, okay. I've, I've never had an actual silencer but i've i've had compressors which are basically silencers and they're first of all they're gigantic they're a pain in the ass Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, and they're they're still loud you can operate one without um uh, ear protection but it's not like anybody in the vicinity is going to be like what the what was that? <laughs> that okay. was not a normal noise. And it definitely sounds like an explosion. But uh, yeah, but, but that's just like, you kind of have to suspend it because movies have okay. taught us that you can fire a gun and have the person in the next room not be aware of it, even though that's, that's fine. I, I, I don't mean, believe that exists. I've never seen it. It's very uh, cliche spy movie stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm okay with it. Um, and then Neil comes across another guy, doesn't silently kill him. Uh, he gestures at him to stay quiet and to to get up. More more on that in my next minute. Um, now we're at twenty one ten. We're nearing the end of this minute already. Yeah. Um, the protagonist makes his Sanjay stands up and he starts walking towards the window. Um, Priya also stands up and is following him. Not really sure what they're doing, but um, the protagonist you know goes in. He gets Sanjay, puts the gun to his head. And then, uh, and then he says to Priya, stay back. Like, almost in a pretty, like, sexist way. It's like, hey, the men are talking. Um, which I, I like. Because, <laughs> you know, well, as we know, like, she's, she's actually the person that we need to be talking to. Um, Great misdirect throughout this. Yeah. It, is, it, is a, it is very good misdirect. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he just, he just, you know, gets right into bed with, with Sanjay. I was almost taken out by a very unusual type of ammunition in Ukraine. I want to know who supplied it. Um, and then Sanjay, all credit to, to Sanjay here, <laughs> responds with, my name is Sanjay. <laughs> That's actually the end of my minute. Oh, okay. There's, there's, a, there's more dialogue, but uh, I love his response here, right? He's got a gun to his head. He's got... He mispronounced I mean, his he, name is what the joke was, right? <laughs> Uh, I, no, I think he's just you know oh, okay. ignoring the question, oh, and, okay. and I think he's he's reframing the uh, the encounter, right? I mean, this is this is great. This is t- like if I ever get captured, I I hope I'm like I have my wits about me to do the same, right? I'm not going to answer your question. I'm going to change the subject. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's um, it's, it, it, it's it's a great mystery, and it's a fun. Well, you mentioned the relationship between um, uh, Priya and Sanjay here. And it's kind of in stark contrast to what I'm going to talk about, which is the relationship between Kat and Seder, which is much more um, of the normie relationship, as you would call it, as presented on screen, you know, the very masculine, strong man um, and and the weak uh, puppet show wife. Yeah. He's a, what a life to be, be, to be a, um, arm candy to a very powerful woman. Would you take, would you sign that sign on for that? Like to be Seder? No, not Seder to be Sanjay. Oh, to be Sanjay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's really easy. Yeah. Easy. Easy. Yeah. Could I get you another easy. drink here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, are you kidding me? I was my my dream in life is to be a sugar daddy. Sugar, yeah, me? that's I'm trying to think of arm candy kind of thing, arm candy kind of situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that would be that's the dream for all of us middle aged <laughs> men. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's the end of my minute. Great minute, blue team. It is a good minute. Yeah. It is, and the next one's very good too. It, uh, and also, like, I just want to point out I, this level of writing action to the point where you can move from setup to execution with a really impressive stunt with really kinetic energy. And then in two minutes, then you jump back into the dialogues. Like we're going to go into a dialogue scene pretty quickly. That's, I mean, we, it's, this is not easy to do. <laughs> so no, that's what no, makes these, this, these movies really good despite their flaws. Yeah. It's really the theme of, of everything I'm noticing, right? Like, you know, this movie on, on the surface is very, very mediocre. But it is executed so well. Yeah. <laughs> it is executed. Like, it's flawed. It's a really flawed movie. But it's executed so well that you just you can't not love yeah, it. Yeah, and That's it comes stuff. in just a little bit over two hours. It's not three <laughs> hours long. Oh, Things oh, are set up in the beginning that are paid off at the end. You know, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes when the setup has happened so many times before that it doesn't need to happen this time, yeah, yeah, if, yeah. you know, okay. <laughs> I like your subtext. All right. I'm dropping that. Very good. No, no more. Then. All right. All right. <laughs> You're up blue team. All right. Blue team. Um, all right. We got some ordinance to talk about and then we're going to get into a dialogue scene. Um, we start off in the Stalask uh, scene and we have to talk about mines. Uh, we, I, brought this subject up. This was another one that I really needed to wrap my head around how these mines are operating. Uh, I've said in previous episodes, I thought they were um, mortar shells that were exploding. But they're in the script, they're mines. In the movie, they're, they're, they're called out and said, you know, Neil screams out, mines! And then Wheeler screams out, mines! <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> to the point where I think Neil's kind of running the show over there on the blue team a little bit. <laughs> I think there's a little split brain. Yeah. Um, but question. Yeah. So actually, not, not a question, yeah. actually, just to, to make sure that we set the stage correctly. Neil and his team are inverted. Yes. And these are these are normie minds. At first, we see normal minds, which okay. to Neil's, we're in Neil's perspective. So he is walking forward. Uh, from our perspective. So th at that point, the camera is inverted. Um, we are seeing mines unexplode. So, and they they seem to be unexploding just before they're stepped on, which if you think about, if you put yourself in the, say you're the mine, you are a standard mine. Neil, the, the blue team is not walking over you. They forwards they're walking over you backwards so they just stepped on you and they're walking backwards to where they're going to get picked up from the helicopters but from the blue team's perspective they just got off their helicopters and they're walking forwards down this ramp it's it's a road going down going down to the hypo center does this mean oh, i'm sorry to yeah we get so much more <laughs> <laughs> inverted inverted people are immune to normie minds that i'm gonna get to that okay, okay okay so it's not a problem the two or three minds go off as they're walking and they're they're not going off they're unimploding so they're being sucked into the ground as they walk forward which seems fine because they're they continue walking slowly and 
then um, one goes off behind the guy <laughs> and it's inverted. So it goes off after it's been stepped on by the blue team member. From that mind's perspective, somebody just walked over it. This is very complicated. It, it, it took me so long and I'm sitting there going, okay. And it's it's like five seconds. And I think they cut it down in the script. It's I, I could read it, but I think it will just confuse us at this point. Um, it basically says minds explode and implode and then they both scream out minds. It's the same BS. But when the the inverted mind goes off, that's when um, Neil and Wheeler are like, oh, we're in trouble now <laughs> if they're uninverted. Uh, because, but it doesn't kill the guy. It basically blows him off screen. And it goes off kind of behind him. So he turns, realizing something ha- something's about to happen, and then he gets blown off screen. Can we just, I want to pause for a second, yeah. if we have the time to do so. I think, yeah, we're let's running just, a little fast here. Okay, so let's uh, let's just like try and do a little mental experiment here. If I am an inverted person, mm-hmm. and I walk, and I step on a normie mine, right? Yeah. From the mine's perspective, uh, someone stepped on it, and then kind of walked backwards away from it. Right. Yeah. Technically, it would go off before you even step on it. Well, that's. Oh, I mean, it would it would unexplode itself. No, from that's from the in that's from the inverted person's perspective. Yeah. Let's think about it from a normal perspective, right? So I'm a mine. (laughs) Someone stepped on me and continued walking backwards. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Right, and a mine is going to come up, shoot out from the ground, then explode and kill anything in its 360 degree radius really right yeah okay so theoretically then an inverted person is going to see that reverse explosion right the mind getting basically sucked into the ground but really they should die (laughs) or they should all like in the same way that like a reverse explosion sucks someone into a wall I feel like that reverse, like that reverse energy, should suck them to the ground or something. It, uh, yeah, I think there's a reason this portion is so short. Is this what I'm <laughs> saying? Is it seems like it was a bigger obstacle in the, you know, in the in in the the script and what we had, and then it just became this quick thing because it's quickly, um, it's actually handled in a very interesting way. Uh, compared to other things we've seen, it's the it's the truck. Okay. That we know um, who's driving, and as it's going backwards, that's what sets off all the all the remaining mm-hmm. mines going down the ramp. Um, uh, in, in and there's ones that go off it, it, that implode and ones that explode, and that's gotcha. what clears the way. It, it, which is fascinating to think about that it's something that wasn't part of the plan at all that makes even that small portion of the plan possible. Like they would have been stuck slowly going down that, that ramp and never would have made it to the five minute mark where they were supposed to be uh, to do that whole thing with the building. Okay. But watching it in forward time, you're like, what is this? <laughs> like you don't have time to consider how these minds 
work inverted uninverted standard um <laughs> but no, doing it this think... way is the only way to fully comprehend what's going on and this is the portion there was a portion in the script where uh, neil almost gets hit by the truck this is where it is and right. the way it's cut it doesn't look like he's almost getting hit by a truck it's just mm -hmm. he's so confused by the mines and then he realizes he, there's a truck coming and he gets out of the way really quickly okay uh, interesting. So interesting. almost hitting himself, but also detonating all these things along the way. Right. All right. I think we've just poked holes in the uh, normie and inverted minds and the usage of them. <laughs> and I, uh, Mr. Nolan, I await your cease and desist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, I, just one other big mistake to point out, I noticed in the closed caption, uh, when Neil screams out the word minds, it says um, brackets protagonist instead of Neil. Oh, really? Yeah. And I, I stopped it and moved it. I was like, it's the, maybe so because sometimes the, the track is a little off or something. And no, it's definitively the person who was doing the closed captioning for this portion was like, I, it's a guy in a gas mask. Who is this person who's screaming? <laughs> like that, that guy must have been like, wait, what did my job just got 10 times harder? <laughs> <laughs> it's no it's just you know it's the end of his shift or it's like right before lunch and 20 minutes left like, in a movie uh, <laughs> right he's like all right i just gotta get through this it's gonna, uh, gonna hammer this who's on the bluetooth who's on the, who cares right. <laughs> i don't understand this movie <laughs> i gotta go do the next it's like the, I got, the next thing on his desk is like pixar or something yeah it's like <laughs> secret life of pets too <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah he's like i just want to get through this and like feel joy again mm -hmm. <laughs> all right okay i feel good about inverted minds in that i don't think we learned much no no but this is as close as i'm going to get to understanding them and like everything in this movie they just they just they work to, to advance the plot uh, let's see okay then we get in some dialogue okay so we jump back to uh, the vietnam boat scene and this is the first encounter between Sater and Kat. Yes. So uh, she set up her Rube Goldberg assessment with uh, hiding the gun, greasing up the floor with the sunscreen, and she's pretending to take a shower, uh, knowing that he's coming up the stairs behind her. But she has to pretend like she's alone. Okay. So they're, they're both acting in this scene, <laughs> right? Yes. Because... He's come back from the future with all his knowledge. Sater's always acting. Oh yeah, right? he's, like he's, it's always performance. Just, he's always he has to, otherwise he's he's giving everything away. Yeah. Uh, so she says, "Oh no!" As he approaches, he says, "They told me you've gone ashore." And then she turns around, acts mildly surprised. They told me you've flown off. Right. Sater says, I came back to see you and Max. Kat says, Max is on shore with Anna. And then there's a pause. She continues, we need time. Just you and me after what happened. And then he cuts her off. Implying that this was implying that. So the incident where they things were said and their marriage fell apart or the, the ruse that was their marriage fell apart happened uh, just prior to this incident. 
he cuts her off. And this is, this is some great satyr acting. <laughs> he says, I was joking. A stupid joke. <laughs> I don't know if I should do accents or not with satyr. <laughs> and then cat uh, replies, you think I'm a terrible mother. And then satyr in full BS mode, like just anything to get out of this conversation. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love this line that's coming yeah, up. Yeah, like, oh. Um, he says, we both know your opinion. Oh, I always screw up. We both know my opinion of you is higher than yours of me. Which is actually, it's it's so fake that it's honest. Like, he's, mm-hmm. it's the most honest thing he's ever said. And he's completely BSing because he just wants to pacify her in the moment. I think it is honest, right? Well, or it was honest maybe prior to the knowledge that this Seder has, but yes. Yeah, this is... I think it's very good. It's very good. Yeah, and this is just sometimes like, you know, when you and your wife are fighting, you just kind of have to go, all right, you know, I'll be the... I'll take the humility for this. <laughs> and you got to... Yeah. <laughs> right? The uh, Yeah, it's it's what the, what the marriage needs, maybe not what it deserves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to draw on some other Nolan dialogue. <laughs> this is just, a, again, this is like a great, this is just like that scene we talked about last week with the fake conversation between Priya and Sanjay. And then this one yes. also, because they're both, they're both BSing and she's selling the shit out of it. And then for this last line, she even, she moves, you know, there's some blocking going on where she walks to the other side of the boat, sits in the sunlight, sits down, looks up at you know, uh, Seder and says, I want things to be better, Andre. And she gives him this look. <laughs> so great. <laughs> and then he he gently puts his hands on her face to caress her. And she, she closes her eyes just as she's he's touching her. Uh, Great. He, Nolan captures like the uh, all the downsides of of relationships really well. Uh, do we need to check in with him and see if everything in his life is okay? I, I think he recognizes that, like how much of life is performance based. Yeah, and if I was yeah. in a relationship with him, <laughs> sorry, I don't know why I get it. <laughs> I would be suspect every time he said something that sounded too scripted. Like mm-hmm. if he pulled that line, like, oh, you know that, you know, uh, your opinion, oh, God, I can't even think of it. Like, <laughs> we both know your opinion. My, my opinion, opinion of you is higher than yeah. yours of me. I would be like, oh, that's some bullshit. You fucking, <laughs> you wrote that down and then you workshopped it with a writer's room. <laughs> you scumbag. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And and I, yeah, I just love the fact that like, <clears throat> like she's realized Sater's been acting this whole time. He's always acting, like you said, he's always acting to pull yeah. the bull over her eyes. And now it's her turn. She's like, okay, well, I can act too. And she acts the shit out of this, <laughs> knowing she's this is going to lead to his death. I like even better to think that like 
maybe that's something Christopher Nolan just happens to say like in his marriage all the time anyway. <laughs> and he dropped it into the movie and then his wife goes to see the movie and she's like, hey, wait a second. That's what you always say to me. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I do. I do have a couple of lines like that in my head, uh, you know, that I, <laughs> I pull out from time to time. Get out of jail free cards. <laughs> that's uh, that's a, that's another great idea for a podcast. But... No, no, I don't want you can't let those out in the wild. <laughs> There's no does your wife listen to your content? No. I can't believe for a never. second she would. No, yeah. never. She doesn't even understand. Yeah, she never seen this movie, doesn't understand the premise of what we do. That's what I mean. So mm-hmm. I think you're safe. Your secret's safe in the public, <laughs> in the public eye. <laughs> anyway, with all that being said, yeah. uh, thank you for tuning in this week. Uh, and thank you for listening to the Tenant Men podcast. Thank you for your support. Uh, if you've enjoyed this program, please take a moment to follow, rate, review on whatever platform you found us on. And rest assured, we will continue our temporal pincer movement of Tenant Whoa. next week. Until then, we'll meet you at the beginning. I'll see you at the beginning, friends.